Okay, we are doing now Thursday's portion of Korach. So to put this storyline in perspective, we had the rebellion, the civil war, so to speak, the inner rebellion led by Kairach and his chief followers, Dustin and Aviram and On the Sanapelas, against, on the surface, against Aaron, truly against Moses, against the whole authority, against the regime, want, Karach wanted to dispose of what was the, the current ruling authority. And once he deposes them to somehow take over the controls, with the complaint in which he incited the Jews, many Jews with him, at least 250 honorable men were part of his rebellion, that um, we're all holy. We all heard God by Sinai. Why should these people be in charge of us to ultimately create a situation where they'd be gone and he would be able to take power? And God proved, of course, in, in, in the biblical events, God steps in and saves the day in a very overt way. So God had the earth swallow up Kaira, Dustin, and Aviram and all of their entire families, clearly proving what was God's vision as well as these 250 men, they passed away also in a death, in a, in a, in, in a fire of God. And then the Jewish people, instead of saying, oh, wow, you were right, they were wrong, we're so glad we didn't side with them, instead they began further argumentation against Moses and Aaron for calling all these Jews to be killed. And um, then this led to a plague against those people, which Aaron stopped, and Moses explained to him how, by placing the incense among the people, and this stopped this plague, which killed 14,700 men. So a lot of Jews have gone through a lot right now. There's a lot of inner unrest, which leads us to today's portion, where God wants to, like, if we can say, put an end to all this, listen, I chose Aaron. I want him to be the priest. This is my decision. Let's accept this. Let's move on. Let's understand he is chosen. And to demonstrate that, God makes a further miracle, which we're going to discuss right now. So we are in chapter 17 up to verse 16. God spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel, take from them one staff for each father's house, from all the princes, according to their father's house, twelve staff, each man's name shall be inscribed on his staff. And the name of Aaron shall be inscribed on the staff of Levi. There shall be one staff for the head of their father's house. So Rashi explains that even though God divided Levi, this tribe, into, in a sense, two families, the family of the priesthood and the family of the Levites, but still it's a single tribe, and Aaron is the head of this tribe. So in other words, what God is doing here is setting up a scenario. There are these 12 tribes, and each tribe, the prince, the head of the tribe, has his staff with his name inscribed on it, and through this, God's going to do a miracle to show his choice of Aaron. You shall lay them in the tent of meeting before the testimony where I shall meet with you, where I meet with you. It shall be that the man whom I shall choose, his staff will blossom, and I shall cause to subside from upon me the complaints of the children of Israel, which they complain against you. Rashi explains this Hebrew word, Rashikosi, means to subside. 
Moses loves his children of Israel, and each of the princes gave him a staff for each prince, a staff for each prince according to their father's house, 12 staffs, and the staff of Aaron's staff was in the middle of their staff. Meaning, when Moses takes the staffs and he places them in this very godly place, and obviously some miracle is going to occur, so he deliberately placed Aaron's staff in the middle so they shouldn't say, oh yeah, he put it on the side facing God's presence, and that's why the miracle happened to that staff. I mean... You know, when we go through things and people always are looking for ways to uh, uh, claw at us, we can definitely read of what Moses had to go through and understand that um, it's what happens when you're in a position of authority. Moses laid the staff before God in the tent of testimony. Now here's the miracle. It was the next day. Moses came to the tent of the testimony and behold, the staff of Aaron of the house of Levi had blossomed. It brought forth a blossom sprouted a bud, and developed almonds. So the verse here is saying that there was a lot of details here, meaning it wasn't just that the next day a plant sprouted on this, on this staff. Well, obviously it's a dead piece of wood, and suddenly there's a plant. It's a miracle, and God's making a sign. But God had the sign go through the natural means of, as we read here, blossoming, budding, and then the almond fruits coming, which... Lubavitcher explains is because when God's doing these miracles, which it's a miracle. I mean, it's the fastest fruit to ripen and it takes 21 days and this wasn't on a tree. This wasn't on an almond tree. This was on a dead piece of wood and it wasn't 21 days. It was overnight. So obviously this is very nature-breaking. But still, within nature-breaking, we want to go through the natural process of first blossoms and then buds and then almonds to show that the miracles are penetrating nature, which of course is what God ultimately wants that miracles penetrate nature. So first it brought forth a blossom, Rashi says, understand it as a sound, and then a bud, which is when the blossoms fall, this budding is coming, the emerging of the fruit. So that happened next. And then it developed almonds. And then when the fruit was identifiable, you saw there were almonds. So there's the blossom, stage one, then there's the bud, stage two, and then there's the almonds. Um, now, why did it sprout almonds? So Rashi says, because it's the fruit that's quickest to blossom. And the lesson God was implying by this is someone who raises objections regarding the priesthood, he's going to be punished as quickly. Obviously, there are many other reasons why it was specifically almonds. And even connecting to the idea of the almond being the fruit that blossoms the quickest, takes 21 days, and that there are many lessons beyond the idea of this punishment, as we found actually in the prophet regarding Uziah, who was a king, and he came to the temple wanting to serve, and immediately, immediately, he was struck with saras, that like spiritual skin disease that stayed with him for the rest of his life. And it's interesting, there in the prophets discussing this, about him having this saras skin disease, it, it speaks of it as like it resembled like the shape of a cluster of almonds. This was the implication of his punishment to imply, like, I warned you, this is what happens. Don't start up. Next verse, Moses laid staffs. Sorry, we did that already. Moses brought out all the staffs from before God to the children of Israel. They saw and they took each man his staff. That is a portion of today. <laughs>